Hello, and welcome to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. You guys, I'm back in my studio. We are in 2022, finally, of recording here. We batch record the show. So if you weren't with us last, um, you know, season, I don't know, do I say season? Do I say the first, whatever, like six months of the show? Um, we just had our big six-month show, and now we're, we're going into this next piece this is a late night show. It looks very different than a lot of other shows. It's not a podcast. It's a multimedia show. It's interviews. It's skits. It's funny stuff. It's games. It's a bunch of stuff. Sometimes we have a guest in person. And when we do, we try to have, you know, like an audience. But a lot of times we're having to do virtual and that's okay. And so today we are going to have an incredible virtual guest. But here's the best part of today. I get to hang out with one of my favorite people in the world. I am not one of his favorite people in the world, but he um, pushes through discomfort for me and tries to have a meaningful relationship with me. Taylor Schroll is here producing the show in studio. Taylor, I have missed you profusely. How are you doing? You said you missed somebody. I was like, who else is coming? <laughs> <laughs> Who else is coming? It's you, Taylor. <laughs> Here's what's I'm doing lovely. <laughs> Here's what's sad. I took this on the road when I was in December and I, I did two live events where I had a live audience, live guests. It was so much fun. It was so fantastic. But I gotta tell you, Taylor, I really missed you. Like you weren't there to produce it. You weren't there to make sure all the things were happening and going. And I'm sure you missed it too, because I'm sure I brought back all of it as a mess. And you were like, yeah, you, you, me not being around for the recording. It's like one of those things, like if the <laughs> recording is messed up when I'm here, it's my fault. And then I have to fix it. But I had to clean up somebody else's mess and it was, let's just say I earned my money those days. <laughs> I'll send you smoked salmon. Um, here's, <laughs> here's what's great about getting back here with you is that it's just, it's great to be back and doing, I was saying beforehand, it's, it's like school, you know, like you get nervous about the first day. It's funny how at the beginning of the year of the school year, what is that? August, September, depending on where you go to school, you really had that very nervous thing. But then like when you have like Christmas break, which we really took a break, like we took a break from creating and content. It's like, I really started having like imposter syndrome of like, well, you took a break. <laughs> I still had to work for two months. You, you took a break. <laughs> <laughs> well, I got hired. I got a new show. I have a morning show. And so I, I had to start doing that. But this show, I took a break. You're right. And you did keep producing this show. That's true. You were having to edit. But I meant this, Taylor. We took a break from this. I should have sent you cupcakes. Next time. But I was nervous about today, about getting back and like just getting in the swing. Can I do this? Is this something that I still, I don't know. Is, are you still happy? <laughs> don't answer that. <laughs> but with all things, like, especially with the guests that, that I'm go going to be talking about with today, like when, you know, interviewing and, and doing some stuff. The name of their, you are out of their, the name, well, because I'm trying to decide how to present the name of their like show. I don't know what to say. Like they're a company, they're a show, they're a, an acting studio. I don't know. Like, I don't know what it's like called. Like I also don't know what this is called. Is it a multimedia show? Is it a YouTube show? I don't know what to say. So anyway, uh, that's like, where this you isn't a podcast uh, or a YouTube show, but you can find it on podcast and YouTube. YouTube. Yeah. <laughs> We need more words. Well, you make it confusing. I make it confusing. So that's new and different. 
Uh, but my, my guest today is the, you know, director of the Merry Beggars. And what's interesting about that is that they do all things entertainment. Okay. They're kind of doing a little bit like what we're doing on a very high end scale and like with legit, like actors <laughs> and like good host, good producer. Right. Exactly. <laughs> really great equipment. <laughs> they have like a real studio. They're not in a garage, you know, everything we're not. And so it made me think, but the, the pause that I'm taking about this whole thing is that they are the merry beggars. <laughs> They're Mary. And I thought, is Taylor Mary? Like, is Taylor I happy? I need to spell that word. M-E-R-R-Y. <laughs> like in, like as in Christmas. Like Merry Christmas. Like that. How are you doing, Taylor? Tell us about your inside feelings. Well, I told you this. Uh, I, I told you this this morning. And I told uh, Anna, your, your assistant, this yesterday. I was, I was scared. Scared yesterday. Because I'm, I had this feeling of, I'm looking forward to see love, <laughs> and it was a scary feeling because I haven't felt that in years. I was to say ever. <laughs> Have you ever? We first met. You hadn't completely ruined yourself yet. So, like you know, like I, I, I did. I missed you, Aww. and it was good to see you this morning. And I was scared because I had that feeling that I hadn't had. But I also was like, this feeling is going to end because we're spending all day tomorrow together. And <laughs> we're already, like, you know, into it. And How are you doing? It's, it's been okay. You're it's okay. okay. You're yeah. okay. All right. As long as you're treading water, not drowning, I'll take it. I'll take the whole, you know, Taylor just hanging in there. No, but I'm, I'm so glad. And what I really, I was excited about this, getting back into all of this with you and getting, you know, back in the studio, back in the new year. It's 2022. I know that we've had shows, you know, happening for this show. For it's not that late. Because Taylor didn't stop working. Because Taylor didn't stop working and we batch recorded, which is why we do that. And we had this six month show. But this is our first time, like I said, back in the studio with guests again, a new lineup, all the things. But here's what's so cool about this is that you are, and I don't think a lot of people know this about you because it's something I forget. You're a reader. Like you like to read or you have read. But when you say read, do you read with your eyeballs or do you listen on Audible? Are you an audible or no? I pay adults <laughs> about $12 a month to read very long books to me <laughs> on the audible app. It's, it's one of the silliest concepts in the entire world. Like it's could, brilliant. Could you imagine if like I, I'm currently reading slash having read to me, like uh, driving here, I was listening to the first Dune book, like the movie Ooh. that just came out. That book is, I think it, if I listened at one time speed, which I'm listening at like 1.3 speed, it's going to take about 19 hours. And it was one credit on Audible, which is like, whatever, 10, 12 bucks yeah, a month right. or whatever. Like, could, could you imagine if I was like, hey, Liv, <laughs> I would like for you to read me this book. It's going to take 19 hours. And whenever I would like to, I would just like to just say, hey, Liv, stop for a while. And then whenever I would like for you to start again, I just ask you to start again. How much will you pay me? Right, exactly. <laughs> About $10. That sounds fair and even. <laughs> yeah, it's like, it doesn't make sense. It, but it doesn't, and I was just, as you were saying this, I was thinking, is there another company besides Audible that does this? Because if not, Audible's bajillionaires, I'm guessing at this point, because. Uh, I mean, it's just, I mean, like other places sell things, but Amazon wins. It's an and, Amazon uh, They always company. win. Bezos is winning. <laughs> Jeff Bezos wins it all. Uh, well, and so funny enough, my new job is with Amazon, you know, so like that's where I hang my hat now. And I, so I love Amazon. <laughs> They're great. I'm uh, not 
directly employed by them, but I kind of am. So here's the thing. <laughs> were you a kid when you were growing up? Because we are in different generations. I was a kid when I was growing up. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We were in different generations. It's your favorite thing to point out. Were you a kid that listened to books on tape? Like, did you have, you know what I mean? Like the headphones and tape recorders. Where were you in that? Or CDs? Where were you in all that? In they, your they had books on tape, but they when did? I was a kid, uh, that was for nerds. <laughs> um, so what I did is being, you know, being the kid that I was. A non-nerd? Uh, yeah, 100%. Yeah, you were not a nerd. You're so a nerd cool. now. <laughs> so I read Harry Potter. Like, I read actual books. Oh, okay. But, like, you know, I've, I've mentioned before that, like, okay. you know, I'm, I'm brighter than I thought I was when I was a kid because I struggled reading. Oh, but did it's, you? it's because I'm an auditory learner. So, like, once somebody was like, hey, you could comprehend things <laughs> in, a, in a different way. Because, like, yeah. I will remember every word, almost every word of our, all of our conversations today. And people hate that about me because I throw stuff back at people's faces all the time. I'm one of those like, people. Hey, remember that time uh -huh. on January 14th at 10.30 a.m. when I said this and you said this? Uh -huh. Like, I remember all of that. But if you wrote me a note that said, hello, have a nice day, I'd be like, what did Liv say to me? I'm not sure. <laughs> You're my favorite person, human. I'm leaving you all of my money. <laughs> Would you awesome. remember that? I'd remember that one. <laughs> well, now we know. Now at least we know your boundaries. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> when money's involved, you're really smart. Um, yeah, it's sad to tell you you're not in my will thus far. But so, okay, so that's interesting because when I was little, and I wanted to ask you this, again, a generation question. In my kindergarten class, we actually had listening centers. In your what class? Kindergarten class. Okay. Like when it, I was in kindergarten. You said it better. Than, wait. No, you said, you said it wrong again. Say it again. Wait. Did I say it? What is it? Kindergarten. Like when I'm little. I was like. When you were little. You, and, and I was in kindergarten. <laughs> <laughs> it's kindergarten. But I no, said no, kindergarten. No, no, no. But you're, I've never heard anybody. What did I say? You say it with two N's in a row and no D. Kindergarten. Ki ki kindergarten. <laughs> That's what you got. The first time you said, I was like, I thought I just heard kindergarten. Kinder, uh, kindergarten. Probably. I don't know. Ki kindergarten. No, yeah. I said you're saying. <laughs> You've said it eight different times now. I I'm in have. your head. <laughs> we don't know how I say kindergarten. <laughs> okay. But when I was in it, when I was little, we had um, like stations. Okay. And so the teacher would like ring a bell or she would do something and we would know to move. It's brilliant. It's like, what do I do with 25 year olds? I know I'll tell them they go here. And when I ring a bell, then they move themselves. It's called Pavlovian. <laughs> exactly. It's like really smart. And we thought we were like, you know, really cool. Cause we got to do that. One of the stations was a listening station where we would put on headphones and it would be books on tape. Did you have stations in kindergarten? <laughs> yes. Was one back, listening? Back in my day when we were in kindergarten, we had we had all the books on. No, we didn't. We, I, don't, I don't think we had a listening station. You didn't listen to the books on tape then? Like that wasn't a thing that you, you did in me. education? I like how I was like, I didn't listen to books on tape. And you're like, what about in this specific scenario? No, I meant like not at no. your house. Like the, the public school system bought it for you. I didn't know how deep that rabbit hole went. Okay. All right. So that wasn't a thing. That was not your, got it. You read yourself. Would you, could you in a boat? Would you, could you at a station? Your teacher making you different. Different is different than you reading a book. So I didn't know because I, let me tell you this, I had to read books for school and I didn't go home and read books. I mean, I was not a reader. So at school, we did listen to the books on tape and then we, I would listen to books on tape at home all the time. I had a Fisher Price cassette player. I don't know if you've ever seen one of those. And it was really cool because it had the, on either side, it had like, it was a two opener 
Like it did this for anybody watching. It like opened like a- I'm watching and I'm confused. <laughs> like one of those toasters that open like here and it opens like this and you put the toast in there and then it shuts. Have you ever seen that? But that's what my recorder did. So I could put two different tapes in. So I would record my voice on one because it had a microphone. And then on this side, I would listen. So I was already into radio, like when I was very, very little, recording, listening, and Liv that kind of thing. made the first podcast and ha it had one listener, which is really similar to some of her podcasts now. <laughs> so, so I have so many. So I can say I have multiple podcasts with- three listeners now. Multiple <laughs> listeners. <laughs> Thanks for spoiling it, Taylor. I didn't say that word at all. Nope. Um, Kindergarten. <laughs> we're going to get hate mail for you. Listen, here's the yeah, thing. What I, what, my whole point to this. Oh, there's a point. Always. You just never let me get there. I don't listen to Audible. I am not into it. Like everybody else is listening to like, you know, books and all this kind of stuff. And finally, finally, the world is doing what I did as a kid and I'm not interested. <laughs> I don't want to listen. I did just start listening to the Bible in a year with Father Michael Schmitz, but I don't think that counts. Um, but I haven't missed a day yet. So now that I said that out loud, I will miss a day and all things will be horrible. Taylor, I don't want you to go anywhere because we have some more stuff going on. And you obligated. To you've sit got right to. Here. I can't do this without you is what I want everyone to hear. My life happens because of Taylor Schroll. You guys don't go anywhere. You're listening and watching It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. Hello and welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. I have an incredible guest coming all the way from Chicago. I'm here in Houston, as you guys know, in my studio. And so I'm really sad that we're not in person because I think we would get along splendidly. So we're going to have to make sure that that happens. This is the one and only Peter Atkinson who runs the Merry Beggars uh, which I know I'm not saying the right way because there's an accent that I hear. Every time I hear the Merry Beggars, when I'm listening to their programming, it's the Merry Beggars. Like it's, there's this Midwest. Uh, so Peter. <laughs> that is my, that is my Canadian heritage, which I've never been aware of. I've, I've been aware of my Canadian heritage. I've never been aware that that's affected the name of the company. That's, <laughs> that's sort of dangerous. The Merry Beggars. The Merry Beggars, that's right. <laughs> Hi, friend. How are you? I am excellent. I am excellent. Would Americans say the Merry Baggers? What, what, <laughs> no, we say beg. 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 Eh, eh. Beg. 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 Beggars. beggars. Were you born in beggars. Canada? Wait, you were born where? I don't even know. I was born in Canada. I was born oh, you in, were? Uh, I was born in New Brunswick, Canada. Um, my family immigrated down to Washington, D.C., and that's where I grew up. And uh, I was homeschooled, uh, so... Any family who wants to have their kids retain their accent, homeschool them because that'll just <laughs> drill it in. That'll just drill it in. It's not, see, and I was blaming Illinois. I was like, ah, oh, he's a Midwest kid. He oh, no, lives no, no, on a no, farm this, in Iowa. Like I just I, made up this whole thing and none of that's true. That's a good, that's good to know that that's an option for my personal brand that I could very easily switch from Canadian maritime province to Midwest, you know, potato farmer. That's that's good. I got range. That's great. You do. <laughs> Versatility. Yeah. I'll let your agent know. Um, yeah. So perfect because I love that now you're Justin Bieber to me. Like now you're basically because he's All right. Well, now I know which direction to go with my personal brand. Yes. Iowa it is. Midwest Can you do the farmer. hair toss? I think we need a, a <sighs> Catholic Canadian Bieber. So I volunteer you as tribute. And... 
That is, he's like your face completely. No, you were like, no, I was I've on. Been, I've been running away from the Bieber brand for <laughs> over 10 years. This is the first time it's come up again for years. So I don't know, Liv. I don't know. <laughs> I love not, that it's something you've had to run from. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I will. Yeah. He's like, Anne, are we done? Is this well, is the interview complete now? Okay. Man, I lost go. you. I had you at Iowa and then oh I took a turn gosh. and I lost you at Bieber. Okay. Well, other, okay. Other Canadians that, you know, are wonderful, right? Um, uh, Michael Bublé, amazing, amazing. Avril Lavigne for you 90s. You dress like Michael Bublé, so that works for everyone well, who's you watching. Go. You're very formal and I love it. Uh, there you go. Well, Avril we is do. cool. Avril was very cool. Avril was yeah. very cool. We have Jim Carrey, which, you, you know, do? prior to a couple of years ago was sort of a standard, you know, middle <laughs> of the road, wonderful Solid. family star. Now he's sort of, some days I'm like, wow, he's brilliant. Other days it's like, you're a little, you're, should I we send when someone to check on Jim I Carrey? When his mind will land again. <laughs> Who knows? Who knows? You guys have Matthew Perry? We had, we do oof, yes we do have Matthew Martin Perry. Short right is it Martin Short Canadian uh, that sounds right he seems like a Canadian but I have no he further seems, he seems like no, a Canadian I have no further are you impressed with my uh, who is Canadian and then you got Celine right is yes Celine? we do have Celine Dion we do yeah, have Celine look Dion. at that I'm basically Canadian okay we're I think yeah we might do okay I, as a actually country, my family is uh, French Canadian so we are from Fr- yeah we are there from that go. place of the world so there you go there you so go. I do know a little bit and I love poutine <laughs> I've never had it in my life I never, yeah, literally never am having a reaction <laughs> I've never had poutine you've in my never life. had poutine no. why um I, what do you not like? It's French I grew fries. Up in, it's I've cheese, never had the opportunity. I've never had the opportunity. So I, I'm in this like weird, weird thing where like I grew up in DC, right? So all yeah. my all my culture is from DC. Yeah. I think that museums are free. You know, I you think wave everyone. Flags, I think everyone everywhere. cares about politics, right? Yeah. So it's just like. You know, that's that's sort of the thing. Fourth of July um, means something to you. But all of my all of my uh, relatives, all of my, you know, whatever is in Canada. So it's like this sort of in between never have poutine. As a result, never have poutine. This is really funny. So I live in Houston. That's Texas, in case you don't know, since that's not by DC oh, thanks, or Liz. Canada. I'm getting to know the country after some <laughs> some years. Peter, Ooh. let me mansplain to you my state. <laughs> I would love, honestly, I know almost nothing about Texas besides its large cowboy hats, border, arrogant. We act like we're the only, and what? What was the last one? Tex Mex, right? Oh, Tex Mex. Yeah. That's a great export you guys have. Thank you. Yes, oil, we did. oil is the other thing I know about yes. Texas. That's how we all have our money. Uh-huh. And we all have horses. Uh-huh. Of yes. Course. True. Uh-huh. All um, this is true. And I learned that it snowed in Texas. <laughs> uh, a, we a almost died. Actually, a yes. lot of people died. I, that Actually, I can't make that joke. I think they ended up with something like around 100 and over 150 people died last and year. And before that, before that, I had no idea that it snowed in Texas. Literally, it, does it never crossed my it never crossed my mind that Texas equals snow. I always thought I was yeah like the north and where I went to college. I went to college at Texas Tech, similar to the university you went to school for. Ave Maria at all? Yeah, very I similar. In, Ave Maria where, is known for its for its uh, technical prowess. That's what I was saying. I was in West Texas in the Panhandle, of Texas, West Texas, where everybody has an accent and they spit tobacco. Yeah. And you went to Columbia. <laughs> I did go to Columbia. That was that was so, for grad school. Yes. 
Samesies. Yeah. Very, very similar. Very similar. They're easy very to confuse. <laughs> yes. Very similar. Very, very, very yeah. Similar. So Texas, one day we'll have to sit and talk about that. But, um, but here's what's so crazy. Houston actually is known for its food. Uh, we're known right. for like medical. We're known for food. We're actually a very big foodie town. And I was at a restaurant on a date with my husband and on the menu, which I have never seen ever, ever, ever in Houston, in Texas was poutine. So we're talking last week and it was French fries fried in duck fat, then with cheese curds from Wisconsin and then gravy from, I don't know, baby angels. It that was so delicious. Healthy. That it's not healthy. really, really, really healthy. No, that's why we look this way in Texas. Anyway, we have spent way too much time, Peter, just chit-chatting about things. Everybody's like, so stupid. Who is this guy? And what is the Mary Beggars? And why and- is he wearing a vest? <laughs> why? What is he doing? Does he live in some horrible workplace where there's mandatory vests? <laughs> it is. He's in a cubicle. And yeah, he's, right. he's a progressive insurance salesman. Yep. Um <laughs> No, I want to know, like, explain to me, the Merry Beggars, you started coming up on Instagram, which I don't even know if you're following me on Instagram, but you should. Um, you started popping up. And I, I started, don't know I like, <laughs> I never go on I I have a love-hate relationship with, Insta- well, with Everyone. all social media because Good. I, you know, I'm an actor, right? So I, I'm, I, uh, I, I just get sucked into these things. So yeah. I've had to set it up where I'm just like, all of it is automatically blocked. And I'm like, oh, I only need five minutes a day, right? So I'll just post something on Twitter. And then usually the time limit every day, not usually, every single day the time limit runs out. And it's like, I never posted anything. And that's why I have a time limit. <laughs> I can't handle that stuff. I'm, it's I'm too much. No, day. it's too much. It's too hard. But I started seeing people posting about your, like the Merry Beggars, especially during the pandemic and the quarantine. There's like quarantine stories. And then I started seeing things around like Advent. And then my producer... My uh, not Taylor, not 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 the hot producer. That's a joke for Taylor. Uh, Anna, the sweet one, the good one. She's a lot prettier than Taylor. Uh, she was like, "I really, I really want you to connect with Peter. I really want you to connect with the Merry Beggars." I go and I look at your icon and I'm like, "So is he an actor for like Renfest? Like, does he do Renaissance festivals? <laughs> is he in the chain So we got farmers. What's Canadian, going on? Farmers, Canadian, and Renfest. Man, you're Those a Renaissance are- man." Those I don't know. Great options. So, so who is Peter? <laughs> uh, Peter is me. Who are human beings are ineffable unto themselves. What, what do you want me to say? I'm a, I'm is... a potato farmer from Canada who frequents Renaissance fairs, apparently. A court jester. No, but yeah. it looks really cool. Like, I think what, what from what I gathered and from me listening. Yep. To the Merry Beggars. For everyone who's never heard of you guys, who's never heard of you and what you're doing. You're an actor. Both, both of the people who don't know about the Merry Beggars. Your mother and yes. <laughs> <just kidding>. right. <laughs> and my mom. There <laughs> the you go. That's, that's all this. we need. <laughs> A thousand true fans, right? Well, we got two. Right. There we're going to make it. We're going to make it. So you're an actor. The pandemic yep. happened in case anybody yep. missed that little footnote. And Thank goodness decide- that's over. Wow. <laughs> that was tough. Pandemic is now over. It's so long. Pandemics are long, Peter. 
But you took your acting and you took your faith and you put it into a place where there's people at home right now. There's people listening, podcasting. I don't know if anybody else has heard has kind of blown up. That's a big deal. You kind of, I feel like I just see you as like one of the like fates in like a Shakespearean play with a pot, you know, boil, boil, toil and trouble, whatever they say. Uh-huh. I don't know. Uh-huh. I don't really know Shakespeare that well. And you just put uh-huh. it all together and you mix it in a pot and you were like, Dee Dee, Mary Beggars. Uh-huh. That's how it <laughs> How'd happened. How did I do? That's how I was in Scotland on the heath. Um, and this, uh, saw this king come up to me and I said, you know, piss off. I got some work to do. And I, <laughs> I stirred around a pot and out came the Mary Beggars. It was great. And was, this is how great. we got Monty Python, everybody. That's actually how I come up with all my business plans. <laughs> Big uh, cauldron. It gets a little pricey because I have to fly to Scotland every 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 few months. <laughs> Just but go to Harry Potter World in Orlando. You'll be better that way. I'll they try that. <laughs> Might not have the same quality of success. No. Um, to get serious for a moment. To yes, bring this down me. to earth. This is, the uh, this is our Oprah moment. Yeah. Um, so... <laughs> Just imagining giving you a free car right now. I can't do that. Sorry. Um, no, how, th- how this happened was I... Okay, so rewind. At Ave Marie University, I uh, I was going to go work for a nonprofit in Delaware. Uh, and then someone offered me a job to teach uh, high school, high school theater. And I was thinking, no, I got this spanky job. It's going to be great. Um, end up teaching uh, one class in theater, fall in love with it totally feel God just be like, Hey, so this is who you're meant to be. Uh, not, not, you know, doing that, doing the thing in Delaware. And, um, and so that sort of led me down this path. I ended up studying, uh, acting at the, in London, um, and in Massachusetts. And then that led me through to Columbia university where I got my grad school. But when I went to Columbia, um, there was this, there was this little thing called money, uh, and not having a lot of it, uh, that's sort of got out of the way. I feel like, York, feel like the viewers might relate. Um, Actors usually relate make it big. Still. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, and usually how acting school works is uh, these schools teach a bunch of students and then like one student becomes famous, right? So Benedict Cumberbatch. <laughs> um, Benedict Cumberbatch gets famous. And then for the next 40 years, that acting school will say, come here, be like Benedict Cumberbatch and not mention the other like 9,999 students who are now accountants, love accountants, need accountants, but they didn't want to be accountants, right? And so that's sort of, and then people go to these acting schools and they're like, I know the statistics, I know what's happening, but I'm the special one. And then it turns out they're not the special one. uh, And then they get normal jobs. And so I was... I, being a rational human being, um, sat down two of my high school students at the time, and I said, look, I got into Columbia, into their graduate program, and uh, you know, I wanted to share this with you because this is how adults make decisions. I'm not going to go to Columbia because then I would be super in debt and the crazy industries, and then I went to Columbia. So <laughs> that backfired. Life lesson did not compute. Um, but those two high school students have good lives now. So apparently it didn't do too much harm. Good for them. But the way that I actually made Columbia work was I founded the Merry Beggars, what would become the Merry Beggars. Because I knew that um, there were a couple things going on. Talk to any Catholic Christian actor um, trying to make it in the field and sort of deepen their faith, you know, stay, stay true to, to Jesus, to the Catholic Church, so on and so forth. And you'll find out that it's actually hard to get jobs. And it's normally incredibly hard, excruciatingly hard to get jobs no matter what. Like, 
you know, I can post a casting call and get 500 people to audition without too much effort because that's how desperate people are for work. And this is even pre-pandemic. And so I realized, and, and I had realized through my training that there wasn't really space for someone who is this sort of wild, expressive, creative artist, actor, whatever. That's me. Uh, and someone, I was like, and I don't someone, remember auditioning for you. Yeah, I know, I know. And someone, right. Well, I'm the special one. You have to understand this. Right. Um, you're the, right. In this scenario. Yes. It's you. This is all about you, Peter. I forgot. Yes. Back me. to you. And so, uh, and there wasn't space for sort of the artistic creativity and someone who, you know, deeply believed in the Catholic faith. And because you would either have sort of people who really believed in, in the Catholic faith and then they would say like, Oh, we need art. We need beauty. And then you ask them like, what's your favorite play? And they would be like, Shakespeare. I love Shakespeare like that. They wouldn't, they weren't sort of in the mud, in the, in the muck of it. And likewise, you know, every artistic training scenario, every acting school, pretty much every acting school will, will just sort of sell you on moral relativism as if it's a religion for as long as the time you're there. And, um, you know, by the grace of God, I, I, I survived that fairly intact. And when I was going to Columbia, that was sort of the realization that one, I needed this space. It didn't exist. So I have to create it. Hello, entrepreneur. Um, and also that there are other, there are other people in this space, right? Um, there are other people who are actors, writers, producers, directors who do deeply, you know, love, love the Catholic faith, love Jesus, want to pursue that for their entire lives. That's non-negotiable for them and have this, you know, artistic drive and, and vocation. Um, and so that's sort of where the Mayor Bakers came out. Uh, we were not at all an audio company or a radio play right. company or anything whatsoever uh, at the beginning. And then I graduated from Columbia University. It was a great ceremony. Everyone got dressed uh, dressed up. I sat at my mom's kitchen table and looked at the Zoom screen. And as oh. I saw my name appear on the screen for half a second, I felt this is what I wanted. You know, everything, every dream about graduating from Columbia was fulfilled. Um, <laughs> and... Uh, it was it was a weird experience, and that I'm is sure bizarre. You know, lots of people have had that experience now. Yeah, so it's, it's nothing too unique. You're not special again in that. I'm story. not special. I'm not special. That's the that <laughs> You're is the very message special, that people Peter. Take away from this interview, um, and then I, we tried a bunch of different things. And when we when we send out a call for scripts, we we launched this contest call for um, for playwrights and writers to write ten minute radio plays in response to the theme of quarantine. And we ended up getting um, hundred over 120 responses from around the world with like a three-week window and no advertising. And that's where we were like, oh, huh. we've, we've hit on a market, right? Like we've hit wow. on something really, really unique. And then we've just been investing in that and growing, growing that ever since. So it was not, unfortunately, developed in a cauldron on the heat. But I will consider that as other options uh, to develop future plans. Well, when you get tired of telling that story, you could just go to the cauldron one and yes. just <laughs> the short version is, well, right. there is a king. Two other, and I was in two Scotland. Yeah. Yep. So you're welcome. So is it who who are the Merry Beggars? Is it just you? Is there a team of you? Like what how big is this thing at this point? Is it Hundreds. your mom? We're everywhere. We're everywhere. You know, just Quite thousands and thousands. <laughs> no, it's, I mean, currently it's three people, right? Okay. Uh, three full time. So I'm, I'm the director of it. I, I'm directing, steering this ship. Um, Michaela Fox is a producer and she handles a lot of the 
project development, casting, directing, working with actors, um, developing some of the creative visions, working with graphic illustrators, things like that. And then uh, Kevin Conroy, who is our uh, sound designer, and he is shaping a lot of the, the soundscapes that people hear. And Michaela and I work with him uh, really closely to, to shape it all. So that's the three of us right now. Um, we, a lot of, I mean, most of the artists that we work with are all contractors, right? So the the actors we work with, you know, we have hundreds of actors inside of Chicago and around the world through for our remote productions. Um, and then, you know, artists and web developers in Florida and sort of scattered teams throughout. But but the three of us are in Chicago. The beating heart is in Chicago. Okay. So um so here's the thing. I'm walking around, I'm trying to tell people, hey, there's this cool thing called Mary Beggars. What is your elevator pitch to explain what it is? Like, how do you, because what I want to say, I don't know if it is what you would say. So. No, I want, I want to hear what you want to say first. I'll just steal it if it's good. <laughs> it probably won't be. But I, I got to say my favorite thing that y'all have produced, which um, I, don't, I haven't listened to every single thing you produced, but I listened to a lot of it. I loved what you did for Advent. I thought it was yeah, so yeah. cool to have an audio advent calendar like what i thought that was profound i was like because i got really into like weird calendars this year i had like a, a calendar from india that every day i opened it had a different tea like hot tea from india oh, like right great. like who needs that i got the wine calendar that came on december 22nd lovely so, that's just a quick calendar that's i mean i'm doing dry january now so i just pass by all these bottles of wine that are in a calendar so you know what what would you say you're not an advent company <laughs> well we might pivot i don't know um no i mean we're we're so we um part of part of the journey over the past year is as we were developing the quarantine plays and other shows um we uh, started talking to relevant radio in chicago and Relevant Radio is, you know, it's a Catholic radio network uh, throughout the United States. They have a potential listening audience, I think right now, of 250 million. So they, they have this massive reach. And I started talking to um, them and, and to Father Rocky, who's the, the CEO and chairman of Relevant Radio. And we started talking and getting to know each other. And then they, I, I pitched them on developing some programming. And they said, sure. Uh, and so then the Mary Bakers became part of Relevant Radio which has allowed us to do things like the advent calendar because the advent yeah. calendar, it, it, it involved, you know, a hundred, hundreds and hundreds of, of, of script pages. Um, you know, we auditioned hundreds of actors found sort of the, the most professional, the best possible, um, you know, Such actors a good to production. voice a Christmas Carol. Yeah. And, we're, and, we're, and it's we're still up. It I want people to know that. Like, I love that you've kept up all the things. Um, oh yeah. Oh yeah. You oh, know, yeah. and I love that. So people can go find it and it's like, it's okay. They can still go listen to all the things and what you guys are doing. And I know, you know what, here's, here's what I want to ask when I got to take a, a little break and you and I are actually going to do some acting love it. <laughs> together. Love it. And I want to hear what's coming up for the Mary Beggars. I want an exclusive. I want <laughs> never before. <laughs> All right, I gotta come up with some excuses. You be J Law and I'll be Jimmy Fallon, and you're gonna like announce something huge. Come I love make it. it up. So okay, when we get back, all right. So you guys, but don't I never go answered your elevator pitch. The, uh, the Mary yeah. Beggars is the is we are the entertainment division of Relevant Radio. So we produce we produce entertainment, audio entertainment, and live entertainment for uh, for our audience. That's it. That's the end, uh, elevator pitch. <laughs> I Perfect. Perfect. I love it. Thank you. Thank you for bringing us out there. You guys, you are listening and watching <laughs> It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. 
Hello and welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. And I am still here with the incredible Peter Atkinson, who is with Mary Beggars. Actually, not with it. He made it up. So, (laughs) (laughs) invented it. it up. One evening on a watch. Jesus made it up. And Peter said, yes, Lord. Remember, that's what that's what we, we found out. So as you heard at the end, he was telling us that he's with Relevant Radio. This is the entertainment division of Relevant Radio. It's gone into, um, you know, Relevant Radio is out in Chicago, which is where Peter is. And so anyone who's listening that's an actor, that is a writer, that is, you know, creative, I'm thinking Peter can't wait to talk to you. <laughs> He just told me he's had plenty of people knock on his door. <laughs> no, I mean what? that is that is one of the things that we're building out is good um, is a uh, a way to build that network of, I love it. of writers and actors and whatnot. So good, I think that's jest, really fantastic. I think that's great. So that would be awesome for people to get in touch. Let me, let me ask you this. What is coming up for you guys? You did an advent calendar that was, you know, audio. Is there Mm -hmm. a Linton project coming? I'm sure a lot of people have asked that. Is there something on the horizon? Are you working on next advent calendar? (laughs) Are you like that took all year? The, uh, so it's sort of funny you're asking me that because I just spent the last week and a half planning out the next three years of our production. So the, the problem is, is like, um, all these things sort of take a lot of time to develop. So uh, we have the next uh, project on our horizon is uh, will have been in development, script development for over a year. And then the actual production process, the casting, the rehearsal, the recording, the sound design is like another, you know, seven months of, of actually crafting it. Because the whole point of these things is like, if we're not just going to be a podcast, they need to be like movies for your ears. and that's a very tall order. Um, one of the best pieces of feedback we got back from the advent was just hearing stories of like kids who were like demanding the next episode and you can't fool kids. Like kids will tell you, Oh, this is crap, mom. Like, and they'll just, they'll just be straight up. So that's sort of where we're, what we're trying to do in terms of next project. So we have, um, we have some, we have a 20 episode series uh it's an original series it's about two kids edith and paul as they race across america uh the first transcontinental uh train ride on their dad's night train and someone is trying to sabotage the night train and uh destroy the train's mission and make them not able to win the race uh and this 20 episode series is gonna follow them from their departure in chicago all the way to the west coast uh as they try to solve the mystery and save the train Oh my gosh, that sounds incredible! But it takes incredible. a while to develop that. It's I love like, it. Yeah, I love it. it so, it, I mean, you're really bringing back radio plays. You're really bringing back fireside chats. You're really bringing back the core of America, where here we are listening. That's right. Our model Everybody's for listening this, to our, the podcast. Our our, uh, our FDR's fireside chats. That's that's what we <laughs> want to do. That's exactly what we're trying to do. Um, I love it. I love it that you're doing little orphan Annie, and the family gathers around the the radio, and they're exactly. going to listen. Exactly. I think that's great. No, I, I'm I'm all for it. Radio is kind of my love. So I think it's really cool what you're doing. I'm totally jazzed. I'd love well, to audition of, for you sometime. One of the um one of the coolest things about it is is as anyone who works in film know uh knows, in order to produce anything decent, anything worth watching, it takes years and years and years and millions and millions of dollars. And when you're done it, there's about a 30% chance that it's really good. And about a 20% chance that people will watch it. Like it'll get any traction. And so I, I, I know that a lot of people have 
um, film projects and things like that that they work on. And then it's just, it's so hard to get traction on that. One of the great things about um, beginning with audio shows as our sort of foundation is we can produce these series and it takes a long time, right? It takes, I have to get my quotations in the, in the, in the frame. Um, it takes a long time. It takes about like a year, year and a half to get these things produced, but that's nothing. Like in the entertainment world, that's like, it's, that's, it's that's a, blink a millisecond. Of yeah. And so what we're, what we're ramping up is in about a year and a half, we'll have a continual stream of shows and a continual stream of, of cool. live programming and, um, and long series productions for both adults and young kids and, and start to connect the right artists to the right audience. That's, I love that's it. Sort of it. I think that's but great. No, well, Lent, no Lenten production this year because <laughs> it's sort of, Christmas is great. People are festive, right? But yeah. like for Lent, it, it was a little bit, we might at some point, but probably not this year. No. Um, it's a little to figure out like what, 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 what brand of entertainment do you, uh, do you right. want to listen to in Lent? Oh, look, there's the saint getting grilled alive. Woohoo, that's great. <laughs> Let's so all it's sort of hard to figure desert. out our brands and lens. Yeah, we'll, we'll, we'll noodle on it for a yeah. little bit. Yeah, no, I love that. I love that. Well, here's the thing. I'm, I went to audition for you, and love I it. gave you a script. It's I the know. famous, who's on first, <laughs> Abbott and Costello. But uh, this is not how you audition, because I'm going to have you do it with me. Let's just do one page of it. Let's do, let's do page two of Abbott and Costello's famous... Who's on first? What do you think about we do that? How do you? I, I love it. I think we should do the whole thing. We got to okay. do the whole thing. Well, I, I'm running out of time, so I think I'm going to have to just. Do it quickly. <laughs> we'll go fast. Well, we could. You want to do the whole thing fast? Okay, fine. All right, let's fine. Okay, ready? ready? I'm Abbott, right? You're Costello? Okay, great. That's what you told me. Here we go. Strange as it may seem, they give ballplayers nowadays very particular names. Funny names. Nicknames, nicknames. Now on the St. Louis team, we got who's on first, what's on second, I don't know on third. Well, that's what I want to find out. I want you to tell me the names of the fellows on the St. Louis team. I'm telling you, who's on first, who's on second, what's on second, I don't know who's you on don't third. You know the names. Yes. Well, then who's playing first? Yes. I mean the fellow's name on first base. Who? The fellow playing first base. Who? The guy on first base. Who's on first? Well, what are you asking me for? I'm not asking you. I'm telling you. Who's on first? I'm asking you. Who's on first? That's the man's name. That's whose name? Yes. When you pay off the first baseman every month, who gets the money? Every dollar of it. Why? And why not? The man's entitled to it. Who is? Yes. So who gets it? Why shouldn't he? Sometimes his wife comes down and collects it. Whose wife? Yes. After all, the man earns it. Who does? Absolutely. Well, all I'm trying to find out is what's the guy's name on first base? Oh, no, no, no. What is on second base? I'm not asking you who's on second. Who's on first? St. Louis has a good outfield. Oh, absolutely. The left field is named. Why? I don't know. I just thought I'd ask you. Well, I thought I'd tell you. Well, then tell me who's playing left field. Who's playing first? Let's stay out of the infield. The left field is named. Why? Because... Oh, he's center field. Wait a minute. You got a pitcher on this team? Wouldn't that be a fine team with, wouldn't this be a fine team without a pitcher? Tell me the pitcher's name. First learn your lines, but tell me the pitcher's name. <laughs> Tomorrow. Now, when the guy at bat bunts the ball, me being a good catcher, I want to throw the guy out at first. So I pick up the ball and throw it to who? Now that's the first right thing you've said. And I messed up that one. I don't even know what I'm talking about. <laughs> <laughs> don't get excited take it easy when it is whoever it is grabs the ball so the guy runs a second who picks up the ball and throws it to what what throws it to i don't know i don't know throws it back to tomorrow a triple play <laughs> yeah it could be oh another guy gets up and it's a long ball to center 
Because. Why? I don't know and I don't care. <laughs> what was that? I said, I don't care. Oh, that's our shortstop. <laughs> that was great. Thank you for coming in, love. Uh, yeah. Liv, uh, we'll our, our call, people you. call you. Never. Uh, we'll, we'll, we'll be in touch with you. Our people will call your people. <sighs> this is great. Um, yeah. So thanks, close thanks. to my dreams. <clears throat> Peter, this has been fantastic. You were did so we do lovely. It in time? Did we make time? Uh, yeah, we did good. We made the time. There we, we go. We made the time? There we go. I'm looking at Taylor. He's smiling. If Taylor's smiling, we're happy. This is good. <laughs> This is good. Happy Taylor, Peter, happy life. Where can life. people That's find saying, right? all the things? Where are all the places? You can go to marybeggers.com, T-H-E-M-E-R-R-Y-B-E-G-A-R-S.com. Why am I spelling it out, you ask? Well, because sometimes people think that we're Marion, and then you get the Mary, ah, beggars, or sometimes they think we're a bake shop. I don't really know how they get that one, but uh, we've had that happen too, so... Next Mary time Beggers. you invent, next time you found a company, kids, make sure that it's easy to spell it. Phonetic. Take notes, Phonetic. Peter. You have been a joy. Next time in Chicago, we're hanging out. Come to Houston, you great. guys. Go check that. out the Mary Beggars Relevant Radio. Thank you for doing this. You don't go anywhere. We will be right back. You are listening and watching. It's not that late with Liv with Harrison. Liv Harrison. I missed you, baby. <laughs> I I know that like we broke up and everything, but I totally missed you during the last few weeks because you um I, there wasn't anybody for me to talk to about all the horrible things that are going on on the planet because so much has happened. Do you know everything that's happened? Because we are doing. It's way too late. I tell you what, I, I, I usually pay attention to stuff that's happening on the planet. I don't know anything going on inside the planet. It's above my, it's above my head, but below my feet. If you know what I'm saying. I know, which is one of the reasons why we broke up because I don't know what you're saying. One of the things that I wanted to tell you, and that I've missed being able to talk about because I'm a little scared. There is a pandemic. Do you know what that means? Uh, pretty sure that's a boring board game where people have to work together. I hate when you have to work together. I'm, I'm all about me and myself. I'm not doing anything to help nobody else. I remember that. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, so no, apparently the world is sick. Everyone on the in, world. In the world or on the world? All, yes, all sick. Everyone's sick. So this is what I wanted to tell everybody because this is the segment. It's way too late. We are the important news people, but we're a little tired because we were out clubbing. And so some of this I heard. I, I thought we weren't talking about that. Well, Look. it's fine. It's, it's way too late. Here's what you need. Listen. <laughs> you just became windy. <laughs> This is why we broke up. Your mommy too much of your mother. <laughs> this is what we call a little character development here. You didn't know that Wendy was her mother. Oh, gosh. That's the real reason we broke up. Oh, my gosh. Okay, I'll pick it back up from where I didn't go into another character. Oh, well, I know your editor. He ain't taking none of this out. <laughs>
You only got two minutes. You better hurry up and salvage the segment because I'm loving what we got so far. And the pandemic. Um, there's some really important things that I just learned about. And one of them is, is that everyone's running out of toilet paper. So what we want to tell everyone listening and watching, buy as much toilet paper as you can right now. You heard it here first. It's a big deal. So we want everybody to go to the stores and buy all of it and ship it. You're kind of running out. I just used your toilet just a little while ago. and no. There's only a couple rows left, so you better hurry up. Yeah, it's a big deal, you guys, because when the world is sick, everyone has to... Oh, yeah, when I'm when I'm sick, I got to use a lot of do? toilet paper. Right. <laughs> so that's why. Because why else would the world need so much toilet paper? The other thing is you that... You do have a lot of trees out there. <laughs> yeah, well, but I don't want to do that during sickness. So here's the other thing that's happening that you might not know. Um, there's a thing called Zoom. And so this is going to be a place where you can talk to people... I love NASCAR. ...through... I don't, I don't know if... Zoom, 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 zoom. No, this zoom. is no. This is for people to be able to look at people when they're on their computer and do things. Oh, I'm afraid of that. That's why I tape up that little camera so the government can't see what I'm doing. No, they can see what you're doing. They're looking at us right now. You leave me alone. Listen, this is what I'm trying to tell you. I think that from the sickness of the pandemic, people are going to put on their pajamas and talk through their computers. I am a psychic. And I think that's what's happening and will happen. And I wanted you to know because I care about you, even though we aren't together. I'm just glad you finally admitted that you're the sidekick. This has been way too late. Can we go back to dancing? News is hard. I'm gonna go find Wendy. Welcome back to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. You guys, thank you so much for joining me uh, all last year in 2021. I know I've said this a thousand times and I know with the six month special, I, you know, got all emotional and, and got goopy, which is, you know, why I did that then. But I'm really excited to be back in the studio to be producing this show specifically to get all the nerves out, to be working with Taylor again, who I absolutely adore. And now I actually see that he has a real purpose in my life, he's not just eye candy. Yeah, he never was. But it's just great to be back here and to be introducing all of us to new people. Peter Atkinson from today with the Mary Beggars. I was not familiar with him before. I wasn't familiar with the Mary Beggars. I know what Relevant Radio is. I know, you know, a couple of different things. But I'm really excited about that. And I want you to hear that with this new season of It's Not That Late. That's what I'm trying to do is, is bring people that maybe you've never heard of. Maybe you didn't know that this existed, but oh, there's something that me and my family can listen to as a family. It's safe for my kids. It's something my wife and I want to listen to. I'm in college. Maybe I want to just like kind of, I don't want to listen to a book, but I want to listen to something. There's other options out there. And so that's what's so exciting about what Peter's doing and other artists and other creatives and other things in the world that are Catholic and not Catholic. Uh, and, and to hear that you can also, the other part today show, you can go to Columbia, you can get an acting degree, you can do other stuff and still be a part of the entertainment industry and stay true to who you are and who, um, 
who you want to be with Christ and in the Catholic Church. And I think that's also a really great message to get out and that I hope we get more out of in this year. So with this year going into new programming, new guests that you don't know that maybe I don't know, things that I'm going to make Taylor do, as you see, I love putting him in a wig. <laughs> I absolutely love when Taylor comes in. And I've got to say this, I am very grateful for every time. Well, okay, that's a little strong. Close to every time I say, Taylor, I've got a great idea. Can we do this? And he normally says, sure. And it, it turns out to be really fantastic. So I'm very grateful for 100% that. 100% of the time, I regret 60% of my decisions. <laughs> he every day uh, reviews his life choices, except for his wife. She's the best part of his life. So um, Anna, also thank you for everything, getting me back in the studio and lining up great guests again. And to Veritas, I'm excited about to see where you know 2022 takes us now that I'm back in the studio and I'll be back up there soon doing some stuff. And we've got a lot of that to announce to everybody. We've got some really big plans and I want you all a part of it. So you guys, Thank you so much. I can't wait to see you again. Don't forget to be extraordinary in 2022. Don't stop being everything that you were put on this planet to be and to do for God. That is your mission as it is also ours. You guys, thank you for tuning in and listening to It's Not That Late with Liv Harrison. See you next time. <laughs>